Did you did you hang up? Did I hang up? I did. So I called I hung up to see if I called you back if it would load. But it doesn't. Aww. It just says it you know that like screen where if you're calling somebody Mm-hmm. That's what my screen is stuck on, so it's fine. Sad. I'll just Do you want to me you. to try calling you? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Did it work? Why does this work? <laughs> Hi. Hi. Can you hear me? Can you see me? I can me? hear you. I can okay, see you. Okay, cool. That's so weird. <laughs> so dumb. You know, this, this animals episode just wants to throw all the curveballs. <laughs> Seriously, though. It's ridiculous. Oh, so silly. Well, shall we begin? Let's do <laughs> it. Round 2.0. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> all right. Hello, animal lovers. Welcome to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. We just want to remind everyone that we are not professionals, just animal enthusiasts. We love learning about them, talking about them, and discovering new ones. And all the crazy things that they can do. There are so many animals out there, and they are all so different. If we are misinformed, please email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com so we can correct ourselves. Some of the things we say may also just be our opinions. So just a reminder, we are enthusiasts, not professionals. Thanks Thanks for for joining joining us. Enjoy! (laughs) Welcome, animal lovers, to the Animal Facts Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Jayla. And we're just, to be totally honest with you, (laughs) uh, we recorded this yesterday, but then Jayla's computer pooped out and lost half of the recording so So, (laughs) um yeah so we're re-recording what we lost so the sound quality halfway through this will also change (laughs) Um, and just know it's because we recorded it on two different days (laughs) and this half jayla already knows from yesterday yeah but we still want everyone else to know all the cool things about this animal. So what we're doing it again. So you can all know. (laughs) That seems silly. I already know the facts. We should do a whole new animal. (laughs) I honestly thought about it just to mess with you. But then I was like, but we already have half of the other animal. How rude. I also was like, I feel like we should just, I should just record, like, have Josh here so we have at least someone with a surprise, but it's uh, fine. The listeners okay. don't know, so it's fine. It's true. Um, if we also reference some of the inside jokes we made yesterday, and you have no idea what we're saying, or if the jokes sound rehearsed, that's why. <laughs> uh, yeah. And the same thing if... Uh, because I feel like we'll probably make references to the jokes in the second half from what we recorded yesterday. Um, yes. We'll probably, so, because we're only recording what we missed, like re-recording what we lost, so. Yes. So. This is everything from yesterday, take two. Yep. Yeah. Half of it. <laughs> All right. So, first things first, uh, personal question. Do I actually get to know the personal question you originally had, you, or are we just going to repeat yesterday's? Um, I can, I guess, 
listeners to fill you in i was eating candy corn yesterday <laughs> we were talking about popcorn and i so i asked nicole what her favorite i guess you'll get two personal question answers excellent <laughs> so i asked nicole what is her favorite way of eating corn obviously it wasn't candy corn no nope. um, <laughs> so nicole what's your answer <laughs> i liked corn on the cob but i like to cut it off the cob and i like to eat it with my mashed potatoes which is still delicious. It is. So corn on the cob. But then I also like popcorn. But yes. my favorite is corn on the cob. Cut off the cob. Yes. yes. <laughs> and my favorite is popcorn. So I also really like corn on the cob. But I really like it grilled. And I don't get to have that as often. Yes. So Special treat. Yeah. So corn on the cob. It's not up. Th- it's up there. It's second. Um also, my orthodontist hates when I eat corn on the cob. Um, I think that's why I got in the habit of getting it cut off, and now I just yeah. like it getting cut off from having braces for so long. Yeah, that makes sense. So. Um, and then my original question, before we had talked about <gasps> corn at Yay! all yesterday. So I get to finally know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she uh, didn't ask me yesterday. No, no. It's, we stuck uh, with corn. <laughs> if... if a mythical creature or legend oh. was real, not like dragons or, you know, stuff like that. But I was thinking more of like along the lines of Bigfoot or like Nessie or Yetis or okay. Abominable Snowman or like okay. Leprechauns or stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. If those were real, which one or if they are real, um, ah. which one are you like most invested in slash would hope is real? Ah, so like, would I hope unicorns or, or more specific to Bigfoot and Yeti? I was thinking, or more do specific like unicorns and mermaids also exist in this question? I don't I... think either of those two would be my answer, though. So I don't know why I'm asking. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's kind of weird because we've talked about like dragons before and like. Mm-hmm pegasuses and stuff like that so it's true the pegasus i feel like the peg or like like a i don't know are horse people all like called sagittarius's or is that just the i think that's just the sign the, i think the sign uh, what are what are horse people called? are centaurs centaurs yeah so would those also exist in this question i if I leprechauns do so. that's I th- yeah. Like, exactly. where do we draw the line of like that doesn't count or this does count? Of hope, I feel like ultimately my answer would be if it if it counts a hippogriff from Harry Potter. Okay. That's fair. Um, Buckbeak, basically. Yeah, that's because <laughs> I fair. think they're super cute and cool. Yeah, but I don't know. I'm trying to think like. What I mean, I am like, from Portland. I feel like I'm betraying my state if I don't say Bigfoot. <laughs> kind of. Um, the Sasquatch? <laughs> yeah. I guess what if it was like a... I don't know. Maybe the See, Loch Ness but, Monster? Yeah. I, I guess I was trying to think of like, do you define it by it's only one, like a singular sasquatch but then like there's theories that sasquatch has families and it's related to other things and yeah is know. it like a one one creature thing or like a whole troop 
like a whole species because leprechauns are like a species or a yeah. race i don't even know what they're classified like as a colony like <laughs> like smurfs yeah i don't know um if it was like a mythical creature i think hippogriffs if it was a legend I would probably go with the Loch Ness Monster. Okay. What about you? Sorry. Sorry, Oregon. I'm not betraying you. Sasquatch is already <laughs> real, so I don't have to hope. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> well, if it's like a creature, like entity going big, dragons, <laughs> hands down. Yeah. Um, that's always going to be my answer. Uh. But if it was a singular one, I think I really like the idea of Nessie. I think it's a really cute story. Yeah. And I just imagine Nessie to be like a really old dinosaur. Nessie is a Loch Ness monster, right? The yeah, Loch Ness yeah. Mon- yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So. Cool. So we're like Nessie. on the same page with that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Pegasus would be pretty cool too, though. Pegasus would be cool. But then I also I mean, mean like they do exist apparently. They are a Louisiana state bird, right? True, <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, okay. Cool. Ready for trivia? Yeah, are you ready for trivia? I'm so ready. <laughs> do you remember the trivia questions? I remember I the answer. I should have gotten different questions just to mess with you. That's, okay. That's why I thought about like just getting different things just to mess with you of it being a completely different animal. That honestly would have been really funny. I know. I thought about it, but I distracted myself with other things. Okay. Question, trivia question number one for the listeners that don't know. What animal's jaw has a bite force up to 1,200 PSI? And it's a mammal. And it and has an it's a, a mammal, in it. and it does. Yes, because that is always our thing. What is is it a mammal and does it have an A? Both of those things. Check. Yes. It's a humpback. <laughs> I wonder what a humpback whale's bite force is. I feel like even though they're large, they're probably not that big of a bite force. Maybe because they're not on like the top ten. Whenever you look up a top ten. Anyways, okay. Question number two. What animal's milk could unlock new antibiotic alternatives against superbugs? Humans. <laughs> and question number three. I mean, breast milk is pretty powerful. It's pretty True. cool. It has a lot of cool stuff about it. Mostly yeah. for newborns, but you know. But I- I don't think our jaws are that strong. Our jaws are not that strong. We have strong jaws, but not that strong. Cool. cool. Uh, okay. Um, and then number three, what animal lives in the roadkill capital of the world? Because that is a thing. <sighs> and it's really yeah. sad. I don't remember what my guess was for that one. Um. Well, up to this point, I think we also talked about it being a marsupial because you guessed, you guessed a possum at one point, and so I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's right. and it's a oh, marsupial." So then you that guessed was my wombat. Guess here. Yeah, at some point you guessed a wombat. 
All right. And finally, here is the sound they make. <laughs> Just for everyone's enjoyment. Uh It sounds like it's dying. <laughs> Just remember, it is two of them. It's just, so funny. <laughs> it sounds like it's dying. I think I described I it yesterday as like it sounds like something got ran over and it like each one of its toes is individually getting cut off and yeah. it's in pain and so it's just making them knock a bunch of noise. You know what? Listening to it today though, it reminds me of Velociraptors, like oh, in Jurassic it totally Park. It does. It sounds yeah. like a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and then here's another sound of comparison. <laughs> For one more clue. <laughs> I love that you added that. I did. <laughs> That's great. All right, drum roll. <laughs> The Tasmanian Devil. What? <laughs> and that last sound was Taz from Looney Tunes. <laughs> oh, that was great. Uh, <laughs> cool. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> All right, so some general information about the Tasmanian Devil. Babies are called imps or joeys. Uh, males Cute. and females are just males and females because I couldn't find anything specific. <laughs> I know. I like imps, but I also like joeys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I so. like that they're called joeys because it's like kangaroos. Because mm-hmm, they're marsupial. Precisely. Um, so their scientific name is Sarcophilus heresy. I'm so bad at these scientific names. Um, so, sarcophilus is a combination of Greek words meaning flesh and love, and then heresy is Latin for Harris, which George Harris was the name of the naturalist who first published nice. a description of a Tasmanian devil in 1807. So, their scientific name is after the man who first published about them and their love of flesh, because <laughs> they... Are spayed everything, which we'll talk about. <laughs> yes. And then they're also, they got their name of devils because of the sounds they make. Go figure. Because they literally just sound like ferocious death creatures. <laughs> um, and then because they're found on the island of Tasmania, that is how they got the name Tasmanian devils. Yeah. Yeah. They're. They're crazy, crazy little fellas. Um, and so their classification is marsupials, and they're related, they're closely-ish related to another marsupial that lives in Australia called the quoll. And then they are one of a few carnivorous marsupials, um, which is actually a pretty rare thing to be. So, yep. 
That is some general facts about the Tasmanian devil. Nice, nice. All right, so their appearance, because I don't know how many people actually know what a real Tasmanian devil looks like versus the Looney Tunes Taz. They don't look like a little tornado running around. <laughs> Dang it. Jayla did Can you look imagine? Up- <laughs> that would be terrifying. Just a bunch of like little tornadoes everywhere on the island. Just little wisps. Yeah. <laughs> little like it's like when you're driving and you see like those little mini tornadoes, like dust tornadoes, like on farms. But instead, they just yeah. be a bunch of like Tasmanian devils. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, and then think of how many tumbleweeds they would pick up and just be like, foo, foo, foo. Yeah. yes. Would a big, large group of them make like a giant tornado, like big enough to, to carry a cow? <laughs> Yeah, would their momentum or would they be just more like, like pick up each other? Yeah, or would they be more like spin tops and just kind of bounce off one another and ricochet? Oh, like Beyblades, kind of. Yeah, oh, that's funny. <laughs> that would be funny. And they're like constantly making their sounds. <laughs> but yeah, devil very much fits their name. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, yes. So Jayla did look up pictures of. Both Tasmanian Devil from Looney Tunes and the actual animal and talked about the comparisons as she was looking at them. Because yeah. even though it's very cartoonized, they, you can see where the inspiration came from. Cartoonized? <laughs> Animated. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's cartoonized. Cartoonized. That's cartoonized everything. Cartoonized. cartoonized. We're going to cartoonize. Like carbonized, but cartoonized. <laughs> Or cartoonized. You just add little bubbles. <laughs> Excellent. Cartoonized. I've uh, been cartoonized. Yeah. But the similarities were, I mean, they're obviously exaggerated in yeah. the animated form or yeah. cartoonized form. <laughs> um, but like, New they still have big mouths. Their front arms are longer than their back legs, which is still really cool to me. See so. how much Jayla actually remembers from yesterday. Uh, I don't feel like their coloring is very similar, but he does have like a tan body front, and I think the real one has like two stripes or something. <laughs> All right, so he's got a little tail. <laughs> he does have a little tail. That's oh, all I Taz's got. tail is smaller than a real Tasmanian devil tail, too. It is, yeah. but I think the most think... closely related thing are like their chompers. Yeah, yeah, and they're like little think... legs. Taz's tail gets bigger as he, I don't know, like, absorbs more things into his tornado? <laughs> I don't know. Because he's not, like, eating it to store Yeah, fat, I don't know. But... I don't know. Spoilers, everyone. Spoilers. Sorry. <laughs> um, so here's their description. <laughs> Tornadoes. So you know that they aren't little tornado devils. <laughs> everywhere <laughs> uh they are small with short brown or black fur so they're really dark colored tasmania taz from looney tunes is very light colored um so a lot darker than taz um and then they do have a strip of white hair across their chest and then some tasmanian devils have patches of white on different parts of their body which is how they're unique um so that's like their different unique coloring is not all of them have like a spot on their right hip or whatever so it's just and some don't have any at all and they're just all black um and then they have dark eyes and small mouse-like ears 
their front legs are longer than their back legs. They have 42 teeth, which is the same amount as dogs, but the Tasmanian Devil's teeth will continuously grow throughout their life, so they don't stop growing. They just keep getting bigger, <laughs> which is terrifying. Can you imagine if our teeth did that? Ugh. Especially because we live for a really long... I feel like they'd have to grow at a really slow rate, so that way we wouldn't just have, like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like giant we just be like stuck with our teeth smiling like the joker <laughs> scary. Um, yeah so their teeth are made to break up meat and bones so they're really strong and the tasmanian devil weighs about 9 to 29 pounds and then it ranges from 20 to 31 inches long so they're not huge but they're not tiny either um, and the best thing I can say, like their actual description, what the real animal looks like is a rat bear. <laughs> it looks like a bear, but also a rat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they have like a pointier nose and they kind of have like a longish, not like a rat long tail, but like a longer tail than a bear. Um, mm-hmm. they just have rat-ish features. So, they look like a cute rat bear, but they're cute, so they're not creepy. Um, right. Yeah. And then their jaw bones sometimes look lumpy, and it's because that's their muscle. So, their muscle connects from their jaw, and it goes, like, up and over their forehead, and then it connects at the top of their ears and at the bottom of their ears, which, because of those giant muscles, is how they're able to have such a strong bite force. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. And they can open their mouth very, very wide, which we'll talk about. Um, so their conservation um, listing is endangered. Um, so they're sadly very endangered and their numbers are still dropping. Um, so in the mid-1990s, their numbers were at about 140,000. So a very large number. But approximately today, there's only about 20,000 um and so but they're protected by different like threatened species acts and protection groups and there's a lot of different efforts being made to restore them and to keep them safe and to kind of bring back their numbers which we'll talk about in history which now we're at history (laughs) (laughs) history great transition yep (laughs) Um, so, the Tasmanian devils are only found on Tasmania, but they used to inhabit the continent of Australia, and their population decreased until there was none left, because when there was the introduction of an invasive species known as the dingo. Which is crazy. I know. The I can't believe that they're not native to Australia. I know, I know. I don't, I, I, I was so, I'm still surprised. I found this out, like, what, Monday or Tuesday, and I'm still like, what? Yeah. Well, that's because, like, that's one of the top animals that I feel like, at Everyone least I think about. of, yeah, when you think of Australia. It's yeah. like kangaroos, dingoes. Yeah. Done. <laughs> exactly. But dingoes are not native to Australia, which is crazy. Um, but they've been there for a really long time. They got there about 3,000-ish years ago. Uh, no one really knows how the dingoes got to Australia, 
which we can talk about when we do an episode on dingoes. But still, they're not really sure if settlers brought them over or if they just kind of made their way there on their own. They're not sure. They just spawned out of all of the (laughs) crazy Australian soil and was like, (laughs) I am here. Wouldn't that make them native then? (laughs) I, yeah, you're right. Thor drop. (laughs) Sorry. Some Greek god just was like, here, you're gonna, you're gonna live here now. (laughs) They just threw them onto Australia and were like, I don't know. Oh, I missed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. Oh, well. So when the dingoes arrived to Australia, um, along with the settlers, they were hunted until basically they were wiped out of Australia because um, settlers perceived them as a threat and dingoes perceived them as a meal. So they they no longer exist on Australia. However, because uh, they used to be from mainland Australia... In 2011, a conservation organization called called Aussie Ark, in partnership with Ari Wild and Wild Ark, um, started a rewilding project to reintroduce Tasmanian devils to mainland Australia. So, in 2011, they transferred 44 Tasmanian devils to a captive breeding site where more than 390 joeys have been born under human supervision. And this has been happening on mainland Australia, but they're not wild, really, there quite yet. Well, I guess I'll get there. Um, So in 2020, a team released 26 of the captive Tasmanian devils into, like, this sanctuary reserve. And seven of those 26... Tasmanian devils were sexually mature females. So then over the course of like the year, because now it's late in 2021. Um, so over the course of the year, they were constantly like capturing, like recapturing these Tasmanian devils and checking to see if there were any joeys in the females pouches. And then they would re-release them into their little wild sanctuary reserve um, just to check to see. And then finally, in 2021, there were Tasmanian joeys, Tasmanian devil joeys, that were born on mainland Australia, which is the first time any Tasmanian devils have been born on the mainland in over 3,000 years. That's so cool. I know. That's Um, so cool. I know. And all of the people behind it are saying, like, it's a huge landmark moment because it's like, in the effort to reintroduce the marsupials to the mainland. So it's, like, this really big deal, um, which is really exciting that they had this plan back in 2011, and, like, 10 years later, they're seeing their efforts, and they're being rewarded for it. They're like, yay, it's happening! Um, So they have plans to reintroduce 20 additional captive devils to the sanctuary in, like, throughout the rest of 2021, and then also throughout 2022 as well. Um, so then hopefully they can start getting that population up and ready and then hopefully they can start expanding where the Tasmanian devils are and they can keep them alive and safe <laughs> and not let all the dingoes eat them. <laughs> so, but luckily right now they're in a safe place. But mm-hmm. it is in Australia and they are considered wild. Nice. So, yeah. Re-released. Um, so, 
Where do they live, Jayla? What do you remember? Um, well, we've been talking about Australia quite yep. a bit. Yes. And uh, Tasmania. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so. Perfect. <laughs> they do live in the scrublands and forests of Tasmania, um, where the climate is mild and low to moderate rainfall. Um, yeah. The climate is mild with, there we go, with low to moderate rainfall. And then during the day, they will sleep in hollow logs or dens or burrows. And then at night is when they kind of come out and look for food. And because of their dark fur, it helps them blend into their environment. um, And to help them stay safe from predators and other things. And they don't migrate. They just stay in the same place throughout seasons. So... They don't want to move. They're happy where they are. No that's need. That's because that's their home. It is. Home is where the devil is. <laughs> <laughs> that's just that's so great. <laughs> that's so great. Home is where the devil is. I know. Mwahaha. <laughs> Tasmania, that is the truth. Uh, yeah, and then they just like maniacally laugh in their raptor voices. I don't think they need to. They just have to do their right. thing. Uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. I feel like it is actually very fitting for that to be like, I want that to be a saying in Tasmania and Australia now. Like, home is where. How would you do that in an Australian accent? Home is where the devil is. Mate, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> sorry, Australia. <laughs> oh, I'm very American. I'm sorry. <laughs> Home is where the devil is. <laughs> but I feel I like st- with their reputation of animals, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I still think that would make like a great sign. Like it a, would. Live, laugh, love. Mm-hmm. Home is where the devil is. Or like you put that in your kitchen, you know? Yeah. Or like the, the kitchen ba- signs. Yeah. Or the bathroom. It makes me think of like all the ones where like raccoons like, here's your butt napkins and like Yeah. <laughs> or yeah. the random ones like get naked. Here's yep. your poop and paper, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. So many funny bathroom signs nowadays. Yes. Home is where the devil is could just be one more. Can you just imagine if that was somebody's, like, front door sign? <laughs> or, like, their doormat? Yeah. That, that would be a good And it's doormat. got, like, a cute little Tasmanian devil on it would be so cute. That would be cute. I love it. Because I feel like if people didn't know that it was in reference to the Tasmanian devil. Right, right. They'd be like, Satan. <laughs> yeah. But that would be good. it's not, it'd be like, oh, that's actually cute. That'd be good Halloween themed too. It would be. It would be. Things to make in the future. <laughs> okay. We're gonna go into home decoration <laughs> business. Specifically for the devil. <laughs> <laughs> we decorate with devil <laughs> interior. We have like deviled eggs everywhere. <laughs> moving on (laughs) diet and hunting 
Um, so the Tasmanian devil, along with its very strong jaws, can open those jaws to be 80 degrees wide, which is very, very large. They have very wide capabilities. Um, <laughs> and then they're, ah, sorry. They have the most powerful bite relative to body size in any living mammal. They are known as scavengers. Um, so because of their bite force being so strong, they're capable of consuming the meat, hair, bones, and organs of the dead animals that they find. Terrifying. And I know they get all of their nutrients from the different parts of the carcass that they eat, which is why they're capable of eating all that bone and everything. Terrifying. So when a Tasmanian devil shows up and starts eating, you know nothing is going to be left because they are known as basically nature's vacuums. Uh, they will eat pretty much all parts of the animal. Um, so they clean up what other animals and other scavengers don't actually want from the animal. And uh, they can travel 10 to 15 miles in search of food in a single night. And they eat literally anything. So whatever's the most like plentiful in their habitat is what they're mainly eating. But they will eat anything. So they'll eat like birds, lizards, frogs, kangaroo. That's so weird. Literally anything they can find that's dead or I don't know if they eat anything live. I'm really not sure because most everything said they're scavengers and they clean up the carcasses. So there you go. But they eat it all. Hmm. They just clean it up. So your forest floor is messy with dead animals called Tasmanian <laughs> devils. <laughs> They'll clean it up for you. Need to dispose of a body? <laughs> Call the devil. <laughs> One in hundred. The devil, devil is. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the cleanup crew right there. They that come in their like windowless van. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> they just all release in their little tornadoes, and they just. <laughs> <sighs> so you have oh, good man. ones and bad ones. <laughs> I need to call the devil. I've got a clean up I need. <laughs> clean up on. <laughs> oh, gosh. There you go. I love it. <laughs> All right. So there are threats and they're predators. Um, when they feel threatened, they release a similar odor to skunks. So they're capable of kind of stinking people out. And then they, when they're babies, like young Tasmanian devils are really good at climbing trees in order to escape predators when they feel threatened. Um, but then their natural predators are... Do you want to... Do you want to guess again? Or do you just want me to say it? Dingoes. Dingoes. Birds. Birds. Humans. Humans. And cancer. And cancer. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> um, yes. So all those things. So foxes, both wild and domesticated oh, dogs. Snakes. Sometimes eagles if it's over food, and then humans. Um, I was so close. Yeah, so I was going to are... be so excited if I got all of them. <laughs> Foxes, and then the domesticated dogs. Because if a Tasmanian devil gets onto like a farmer's property, 
um, trying to find food, then the dogs are going to chase it off and potentially kill it. So, so a lot of them are also killed by cars when trying to cross the road because remember right. they are found in the roadkill capital of the world. Um, and because they're active at night, they're nocturnal. They uh, and they have dark right. fur. It's hard for cars to see them when they're trying to cross or if they're in the road looking for food. So they get hit by cars. So that's one thing. And then habitat loss is another issue that they have, which is how humans are affecting them the most. Um, but their biggest thing that kills the most Tasmanian devils is, as Jayla said, cancer. So um, sad. Which we talk about later. It's a very specific type of cancer, like specifically to the Tasmanian devil. Um, but we talk about it later. But there are some silver linings to it. But it is sad that they are very prone to a very specific type of cancer. So those are their threats nice. and predators. Yeah. And then uh, at this point yesterday is uh, when we uh, Josh walked in and we Popcorn. talked about corn shapes. Yep. Why uh, corn kernels have different yes. shapes. And then all hell broke loose because the devil <laughs> took over. My computer. <laughs> Maybe that's what happened. Oh my gosh. Ah. Uh, well, couldn't succeed. We went through with it anyways. <laughs> okay. Awesome. And now everyone is caught up, so hopefully you all enjoy the next half of this podcast with uh, whatever sound quality you get. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> sorry in advance. Behavior. <laughs> Behavior. So, they are nocturnal. Up in those nocturnal times. Yeah. Um, they're only aggressive when they get together for mealtime. Because <laughs> they just want all yes. the food to themselves. Uh, I don't remember where we like left off with that one when Josh walked in, so... <laughs> When they are eating or feel threatened, that's when they get aggressive with the other Tasmanian devils that they're interacting with. Otherwise, they're pretty solitary, like, chill, um, and they can't mm-hmm. live in the same area together. It's just they get aggressive over food, and mm. only when they feel scared. So, when they are aggressive, they snarl, screech, scream, growl, and sneeze at each other, um... And that's because they want to scare off the other Tasmanian devils so they can have more food to themselves. Or if they're feeling threatened, they're trying to scare them off. Um, And so they sneeze at their opponent in an effort to scare off the other animal to avoid a fight. So, like, them sneezing at each other is basically their way of bluffing for a fight. And I think it's super funny (laughs) that That they sneeze. They also yawn when they're feeling anxious or stressed or afraid rather than them being tired. It's like a... Just like a way to, I mean, dogs do that too. They yawn when yeah. they're stressed, like shaking off their stress. Um, but here's a fun thing is when they are nose to nose with another Tasmanian devil, their ears turn red. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> their ears go red when they're like face to face with another, with another devil. <laughs> Which is another reason they get get their name of a devil, because they sound like them, but they also get red ears. That's funny. (laughs) Yep, so their ears. 
It's like when people get angry and they kind of turn a little red or like flustered, like their ears or their back yeah. or their neck. So Tasmanian devils do the same thing. Huh. <laughs> Super interesting. interesting. All right. Their life cycle. Females are sexually mature by the age of two. I'm not sure about males. They were very specific that it was females. So I don't know if males are also at the age of two or if they're sooner or later. I'm assuming around the same time or sooner. But um, And then they do have breeding seasons, which goes from February to April. So mostly springtime. And then when a female is ready to mate, she leaves a scent on the trees throughout the like her habitat for the males to find. And then when the males detect the scent and fight, um, so when they detect the scent, they will fight the other males for the attention of the female. And then the most strong and most dominant male wins, and that is who the female will choose. And then they, uh, they're not monogamous, so they have multiple partners throughout their lives, and they can have a few litters in their lifetime. And then <laughs> females care for the joeys all on their own. So they're single moms. <laughs> Here's where it gets so crazy. Because they're marsupials. So they have like little, little right. baby, premature babies. And then they like finish developing in the pouch. So their guess, their gestation period is about three weeks before they like pop out a bunch of babies. And then they make their way to the pouch. And then in the pouch is where like most of the rest of the development happens. But guess how many babies she, a female, can have in one litter? How many? Uh, five? <laughs> More. What? Where do they put them? <laughs> um, ten? More. What? Twenty? Uh-huh. That's the low range. How big are their babies? 20 to 50. Yep. (laughs) They can have 20 to 50 babies in a single litter. Holy crap. The size of these babies. Because each baby is a pink, hairless, blind, little, little, little guy. They are the size of a grain of rice. They're so Well, no tiny. wonder they have 50 of them. Right? But here's where it gets a little sad. The newborns immediately crawl to the mother's pouch, as most marsupials do. But most of them do not survive because the female can only feed four. She only has four nipples. So, only the strongest and fastest that can access the mother's milk survive. Oh my gosh, that's awful, that's just awful planning, and like, creature building. Right? Like here, we'll make her pop out like 50 grains of rice that are all living babies. Oh, but she only can really actually manage four. You can only feed four. That doesn't make any sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, no wonder their population is so low. (laughs) I mean, they have at least, like, about three to four every time, which, I mean, is a decent number. Yeah, but if you had 50... I know, you started with 50, and then you're down to four. (laughs) Aw, can you imagine? You probably have some heartbroken Tasmanian devil moms. Right. 
be super sad. Like, at first I was like, whoa, how do they have that many babies? Right? And then I, yeah. I was like, oh, that's so sad. Yeah, that is really um, sad. <clears throat> so, the four that make it, uh, they stay in their mom's pouch for four months, finishing developing. So, around 50 to 60 days old, they their coat starts to come in. And then around 80 to 90 days old is when their eyes open. <clears throat> and then after four months, they leave the pouch and they are weaned. And they're kind of left in, like, a den, basically, while they're being weaned. And then they also hang on to her back or her tummy while she climbs around in the trees and makes her way around. And they just kind of hang out with her. And then at eight months is when they're ready to leave and be on their own. And they go and are independent little fellas. Um... And so young joeys learn really fast how to climb, and so they climb really fast, and they're really good at that. And then overall, their lifespan is about five to seven years in the wild. Nice. Yep. Five to seven years. Mm-hmm. It's not a long time. I know. I thought they would live longer, but they don't. They Like, the oldest one I'll talk about in a little bit, but the oldest one didn't really live to be that old. <laughs> Kitty cats. Yeah, she's playing with the, uh, I have it set up where I have plastic underneath the blanket that I use under my studio, but she's playing with the plastic part. Nice. So, I'll just keep throwing things at her. Excellent. Alright. Keep going. Cool weird facts. So, normally, a Tasmanian devil will eat about 20% of its body weight, so a 20-pound Tasmanian devil would eat about 4 pounds of food during a feeding period. Um, so, like, within wow. the day. And then some of them can eat up to 40% of their body weight, which is a lot. And then to break that down, so, like, 4 pounds to a 20-pound animal, you're like, oh, okay, whatever. But 20% mm-hmm. of someone who weighs 150 pounds is 30 pounds of food. That's a lot of food. Yes. When you put it into, like, how that would look for a human, you're like, oh. Yeah. I don't think I could eat 30 pounds in a day. Yeah, that's a lot of food. It is a lot of food. So, there you go. That's how much the Tasmanian devil eats is. It doesn't seem like a lot. Four pounds of food doesn't seem like a lot, but you compare it to ratio and you're like, oof, yeah, yeah. oof, no thanks. Um, yeah. So, they store fat in their tails, uh, which, so when you see a Tasmanian devil with a plump tail, it's a sign of a healthy one, which is nice. Um, so, they nice. got a good... Good little system there. And then here's where we talk about their cancer. <clears throat> so they are vulnerable to a deadly fa- to deadly facial tumors called devil facial tumor disease, DFTD. Um, it's passed when one of the Tasmanian devils takes a bite or like they bite each other. And then the rare cancerous facial tumors are the biggest health threat to them because when the tumors grow on their face or on their mouth, it prevents them from being able to eat. So they end up starving to death. That's so sad. It's super sad. It is one of only three contagious cancers ever recorded. Aww. Yeah. Um, but because of DFTD... Scientists are working on a vaccine that they can treat the deadly cancer, so then that way when the vaccine is developed, they'll be able to capture the Tasmanian devils and give them the treatment and then release them back into the wild. 
So then that way, vaccinating them will make sure that there's fewer of them spreading the disease. And then also they've been quarantining the healthy ones and trying to find new places for them to live in order to keep that population healthy and alive. So all the Tasmanian mm-hmm. devils that they've been moving to Australia have all been healthy, not cancer Tasmanian devils. They aren't spreading it along the ones that are currently in Australia. Um, that makes there sense. have been pros and cons because they have found a few other like little island areas on Tasmania or around Tasmania to put the the devils on, but then they kind of wipe out some of the other population of animals there. <laughs> So Uh, then they're like, ah! So they're trying to make sure that they keep the balance. Um, And, but then that way they're also trying to make sure that they're getting all the healthy ones together and not contaminating them with the cancered ones. The ones with cancer. Um, Right. So. So they're kind of filtering them as they move them. Yeah. Yeah. So, but hopefully they can find that vaccine soon so that way they can start vaccinating them and getting rid of the cancer so then no more Tasmanian devils lose their life to T D F T D, which is what is like it, that's what takes ninety percent of the Tasmanian devils population away. Ninety percent of their the deaths. Nipples. No. Ninety <laughs> percent of their deaths is caused because of this cancer. Not because yeah. of the roadkill or the habitat loss, but because of D F T D. Which is super sad. That's so sad. It's super sad. But hopefully they can find a cure. Yeah. Um, so more cool facts is that they glow. What? They are biofluorescent. That's cool. Right? Um, which was accidentally discovered <laughs> in 2020, about a year ago, December 2020, a zoo technician found that Tasmanian devils can produce a visible glow under the gaze of ultraviolet light. So um, it's basically special proteins in their skin and fur appear to glow under or appear to absorb the energy from the sunlight and then they emit the energy at dusk in a different wavelength beyond what the human eye can see. Um, But it's like if you have it under ultraviolet light, you can see it. So it's been hypothesized that the glow is there to play some role in a type of communication of sorts. Um, mm. But I think it's funny that they, like, accidentally discovered this. They're like, oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a newish discovery. And so now that they're starting to figure out more and more mammals have biofluorescence, they're starting to, like, test more mammals to see if more of them are biofluorescent because they've recently discovered the platypuses and that flying squirrels and some other animals so now they're like what other mammals are biofluorescent so now they want to know right right remember how we talked about how their milk is potentially going to help with superbugs yes so the milk from tasmanian devils could be used to fight against antibiotic resistant superbugs so, we create superbugs because we get bacteria, and then we create antibiotics, and then the bacteria is like, I am now immune to antibiotics, so then we're like, we have to find more antibiotics, but then we create these superbugs that are, like, super immune to all of these antibiotics. But the Tasmanian devil has been able to show that they're capable of 
like resisting the superbugs. Um, huh. So humans have one. Oh, how do you say this word? Catholicidian? I don't know. But Tasmanian devils have six of those, which that word is a short catatonic. I don't know. Catonic. There we go. A short catonic peptides um, and are part of the innate immune system. So it's part of our immune system. Um, And so humans only have one, but Tasmanian devils have six of those. So there's been tests that the ones found in Tasmanian devils are capable of killing antibiotic resistant pathogens. So the things that resist antibiotics, they're still capable of killing them. Huh. Right? They're stronger than we are. Um, and then their peptide, peptides show the potential of providing new alternatives to antibiotics and possibly along with other marsupials. So they're going to look into that because opossums have 12 of those things. Okay. The word I cannot say. <laughs> so that is pretty cool Interesting. how Tasmanian devils are furthering science. And potentially helping us to survive the superbugs that we are creating. The answer is in their milk. <laughs> That's not weird. <laughs> Alright, so time for some famous ones. Which we've already talked about. Taz from Looney Tunes. Yeah, um, yeah. Which, the real thing they have in common. Like, yes, they look a little similar, but cartoon and stuff. And, like... They act a little similar, but the main thing that they have in common is their ridiculous appetite. Um, that's, like, the best thing that they have in common is their appetite. Tasmanian devils can't chew through logs or rocks. I'm sure if they really, really wanted to, they could, but they also don't go around in right. tornadoes. They don't have that much freaking crazy energy. Um, <laughs> but they, uh, they do sound crazy, as we heard at the beginning of this podcast. Um, so then there's a few movies that I discovered (laughs) Tasmanian movies I was laughing so so hard Um, so there is a movie about base jumpers trespassing on a forbidden part of uh, Tasmania the island and um, one of the base jumpers ends up dying, and that ends up awakening evil monsters, which are basically giant Tasmanian devils. Um, that's what it's inspired by. And they are now out to eat the people and the rescue team. They are trying to save the base jumpers. And the I linked the trailer. <laughs> so bad. It got like a rating two out of five or something. It was so two, two's pretty high for a bad movie um, or something. It got a really low rating from bad at like what is it Rotten Tomatoes or whatever. Um, yeah, yeah. And just the trailer itself, you're like, what? Because <laughs> it's also like it's a horror movie. It's a monster horror movie. So there's like okay monsters and gore and so it's just. It's super cheesy. It's super ridiculous. And then I linked another one. Well, I was trying to find, because I read about it, and I was like, well, I want to know what the monsters look like. So then I was trying to find pictures of the monsters, 
And then I was trying yeah. to like use YouTube to find videos because there wasn't really many pictures of them on Google because everyone was like showing me other things on of the movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so then I found the trailer, but in that process, I found another movie <laughs> about Tasmanian devils. <laughs> that was so much worse. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever heard or seen the movie called Trolls 2, but it is so bad. Um, but it was, as for those like of you... Like the cartoon? No, it's a live action. Not the oh, oh. cartoon that just came out with, like, Justin Timberlake and that. It's, like, oh, from the okay, 80s okay. or 90s or something. It's called okay. Trolls 2, and it's not even about trolls. It's about goblins. It's so bad. Cool. Um, for those of you who know what movie I'm talking about, the tra- the trailer and the little clips I include are they would fit well into that movie because they're just so cheesy and so ridiculous and such bad acting. <laughs> you have to watch these trailers; they're so funny and these like little I will. clips. I will have to. I link them in there and I put in parentheses "lol" so bad but gory. <laughs> <sighs> Um, because they are horror movies, they are monster movies, so there is, like, okay. the fake blood and gore and guts and ripping muscles. Um, <clears throat> so, the other one is a horror monster film about a science experiment lab monster, Tasmanian Devil, that has gone wrong, and then some people, like, either help it escape or accidentally release it or something, and now it's just terrorizing and eating people and, like... <laughs> It's so funny. Nice, nice. It starts up. This guy's like stuck in a cave, and he's trying to figure out how to get out. And he's like hiding from it, and then it like digs a hole, and somebody above the hole like falls in, and then it like eats the person, like rips him in half. And you're like, what? But the acting's so bad. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. Okay, <clears throat> and then the last one actually sounds like a good movie. It's called Taz, and then it says Tasmanian Devil on it. But it's a movie about a Nigerian immigrant struggling with the balance of his desire to join a college frat and also bonding with his strictly religious father. Oh, that one okay. is a more new recent movie. So it sounds good. Not about <laughs> ridiculous Tasmanian monsters. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited for you to watch these like movie clips <laughs> and then just be like, what? They're so bad. What did you have me watch? <laughs> I'm so excited. They're so bad. Um, all right. So story time. Uh, there yes. were a couple of Aboriginal stories, um, and then they were kind. They were like easy, but also hard to find. Like people have them, but they weren't really telling me what the stories were. They were more telling me like history of stuff. I'm like, well, I already read this history. So, um, one of the stories I was able to find is about how the Tasmanian devil got to look the way it looks. Because it used to be okay. handsome um, and very good-looking and attractive and everything. Um, but then he was known to be, like, wait for the parents to leave, and he would steal babies um, to eat because, what? like, baby animals and stuff. Oh. Because he lived in the forest. Uh, oh. So he waits to not steal. Children. No, not children. Not humans. Baby animals. Um, but he'd wait for the parents to leave, and then he'd go and steal the babies and then take off with them. And so, like, the whole forest started to know that, like, know the Tasmanian devil as, or just the Tasmanian, um, as, like, a nasty, cowardly creature, because he would wait and he, like, lurked in the shadows and stuff. 
And then one day he reached into what was the spirit helper's tent and the spirit helper was there to like protect the forest and to like keep balance and stuff and he knew about this creature that had been like cowardly and nasty and trickstery um and so then one day when it was reaching into the spirit helper's tent he accidentally put his hand in hot soup and started to cry and then the spirit helper figured out what he was doing he was trying to steal babies out of his tent so then the spirit helper cursed him basically and like changed his appearance so now he matches his nasty cowardly look so he like got a longer nose he lost his beautiful hair he like his body changed so now he looks like what he looks like and then they started calling him the devil so that is that story interesting yeah and then last but not least lightning round um so tasmanian devils are the largest carnor carniv carnivorous carnivorous thank you carnivorous marsupial in the world um and they've held that title for over 80 years the uh, tasmanian tiger used to be but Mm. when it went extinct the tasmanian devil took its place so it is the largest carnivore one um, and then the oldest recorded Tasmanian devil was named Kula, and Kula was born in a zoo and lived to the age of seven in captivity. Uh, and then some people wonder if Tasmanian devils can actually kill humans, especially after all those horror movies. <laughs> they cannot. They have a reputation for being aggressive, and they sound like they could demolish you, and they they have the teeth and jaws to rip apart a person for sure, but they usually try to avoid being near humans, and they're really only aggressive towards other Tasmanian devils over food, and only really show aggressive signs when they feel threatened. So as long as you don't threaten them, they're going to leave you alone. They might growl and sniff at you, or like sneeze at you, <laughs> but they're not really going to just randomly attack you and pull you apart. Um, if you do happen to get bit by one, it will cause serious injury because they have really powerful jaws, but they're not going to rip you apart and eat you alive, so. So, basically, don't get your pitchforks, don't go after the Tasmanian (laughs) devil. Especially not at night. Yes, yes, don't do that. Um, there is a video on YouTube of, like, at the, one of the conservation places that they hook up, um like a chunk of meat to this pole and there's like three people just standing around it and then all the Tasmanian devils just start coming out of like all the like little areas there's like six or seven of them at one time and they don't care about the people at all they're like all about the food so they like ignore all the humans and they just eat 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 and like the humans are just standing there talking and like talking and giving information about the Tasmanian devil and this sounds crazy but they like can get really close to them they're like wow, we can get so close, but they don't care about us at all. They just want the food. Because huh. <laughs> they're scavengers. So. Yeah. yeah. So, you will be fine. Just don't... Just don't scare them. Don't sneak up on them, because yeah. then they might get scared and bite you. But, ultimately, yeah. they will avoid you. And then, the last little fact... Don't go try hugging them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, as long as they're calm and happy, go for it. You can hold them and pet them. Um, just don't get in the way of their food and don't get in between two of them. Yeah. Um, 
but also you know read cues it's just like a dog like sometimes dogs don't want to be pet so you just leave them be Mm -hmm. or cats even but i feel like cats don't give you as much of a warning (laughs) at least the tasmanian devil sounds insane before it actually attacks you true true um and then they can travel at speeds up to 15 miles per hour so they are small but they can get pretty fast and they hop around really cute they don't hop hop but they look like they do because their back legs are shorter yeah and then my last last fact is this the right pet for you what do you think no no because you can't keep them as a pet (laughs) oh that's good. Um, it says, no, you can't keep Tasmanian devils as a pet. Tasmanian devils are wild animals that like to roam around for miles in their habitat looking for food, and they are creatures that prefer to live alone. Nice. <laughs> they are scavengers. They are endangered. Do not own a Tasmanian devil. Also, they'll probably keep you up at night, yeah. especially if you have more than one of them. Yeah, yeah. They are very nocturnal. They are very noisy, as you heard. Yes. If you yes. want to get up and close personal, go to a zoo or follow someone who knows their way around Tasmania that can give you a safe tour Yeah. or donate. Hey, so it would be a good alarm clock, though. <laughs> At the middle of the night, not even when you actually want to get up, probably. Yeah. Just keep you up all night. Sorry, my te- my devil was a my, the devil kept me awake. The devil kept me awake. <laughs> Home is where the devil is. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, there is Tasmanian devils. Cool. Well, thank you, Nicole. You're welcome. For teaching me all about this terrifying animal. <laughs> They're so cute. They are cute. <laughs> Little rat bears. <laughs> they just sound evil. <laughs> they do. That's why they're called the devil. <laughs> they yeah. sound yeah. super ferocious, but they're really not that ferocious. They just <laughs> sound like it. <laughs> I love it. Nice. Cool. Well, animal lovers, <laughs> home is where the devil is. Until next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining us, animal lovers. This has been the Animal Facts Podcast with Nicole and Jayla. Please rate, review, and tell all your friends so we can continue with your support and sharing fun animal facts with you. We are also looking forward to hearing from you, our listeners. So feel free to email us at animalfactspodcast at gmail.com with facts you want us to cover, facts you want us to correct, cool or crazy stories you have involving animals we have talked about in the past or may be talking about in the future, or any wild or domesticated (laughs) animals you'd like us to research and add to our list. We want to hear from you and feature your stories as well, so feel free to email them to us. You can also follow us on Instagram at Animal Facts Podcast for updates and other random things. Click the link in the description for our resources, merchandise, and other cool things. Thank you for listening, liking, subscribing, and supporting us in our animal discoveries and adventures. Our awesome drum roll is provided by my really cool brother and father-in-law, Ethan and Camp Polson. And a special thanks to my best friend, Jewel, for our music. 
Until next time. Bye. Your random animal fact today has nothing to do with Tasmanian devils. Excellent. What is um, that? <laughs> I, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, but it does have stuff to do with fruit flies. Ooh, I hate fruit flies. Yeah. Give it to me. I know. <laughs> I know. They were awful today. Um, and so that's where I got the inspiration. I was like, I can't do it anymore. I have to learn one random fact about these yes. pests. Um, so fruit flies are a valuable asset to scientists. Um for performing genetic research because the fruit fly and humans share 75% of those genes Whoa. which cause disease. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And then their short lifespan is also uh, super helpful to examine changes and mutations that can occur between birth and death because we can observe it at a, hot, a faster rate than yeah. if we were like studying humans. Yeah, because humans live... So. For like 70 to 90 years versus fruit flies who only live for a few months, weeks to months. Yeah. Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Um, I also learned a kind of disgusting fact Ooh. is that they uh, have about 300 eggs. Yeah. Every time they have. And they inbreed. Babies. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so yeah. gross. I hate it so much. Ugh. They're so gross. Yeah. They're never going to end. No. They'll live forever. Yep. That's awful. Yep. If only they had four nipples. <laughs> if only they laid 300 eggs, but only, like, two of them could survive. Yeah. <laughs> Those would be good odds. <laughs> for us, at least. Yeah. Better odds for us. <laughs> yeah.